The year is 1996. I'm Dak Biero. <laughs> I'm Zach I'm Shao And this is My Marvelous Year. <laughs> Welcome to my marvelous year. Interesting approaches on the on the uh, unprompted and yep. undiscussed naming there. I love it. Uh, this is my marvelous year. Normally, normally we go through the history of Marvel Comics from its origins to today, from 1961 to present day. We are on the year 1996, and actually, I guess I don't know why I said normally because that's exactly what we're doing. But we're talking about 1996 Marvel versus DC crossover that then spirals in to the amalgam universe. Uh, this is unprecedented to a degree in terms of DC and Marvel crossing over. It'll be an interesting one to talk about. This is out of continuity of sorts, but it does create a new universe that is a merger of DC Comics and Marvel Comics. It'll be a lot of fun to talk about. I'm debuting founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. I'm joined today by my, my cohorts, by my regular, my, my normal crossovers, Charlotte and Zach. Charlotte and Zach, I want to know first off, Zach, I know your answer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Charlotte first. <laughs> Charlotte, did you enjoy the did you enjoy the DC versus Marvel and Amalgam experience? Had you read this stuff before, and was it fun for you? Um, I'd read the DC versus Marvel issues, which is like a four issue event. I hadn't read the Amalgam ones, but I was aware generally of what it was. Um, <laughs> did I enjoy it? That's a that's a tough question. <laughs> Okay. Probably okay. not. We get very positive. That's that. That's fair. Yeah. 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 I, I need to check, Charlotte. You do know it's not Amalgam, right? That's just Dave Amalgam. messing around. Am, am, amalgam. Amalgam. When you say amalgam. messing amalgam. around, it, just to be clear, when Zach says messing around, he means <laughs> just having no idea and hor- like I know it's I know it's amalgamation, but when I see amalgam, uh, no, no, I know, um, but when amalgam. I see the universe yeah, i just i want to go amalgam i just feel like Am- it sounds better i'm just gonna no, say that's right. amalgam amalgam. in french and amalgam. It's, it's... you got it right yeah it's yeah. just not like that's you're right. adding a whole extra syllable in yeah <laughs> and i will probably <laughs> okay, continue uh, to do as we go all right now it's it's my turn to talk about amalgam comics um no 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 i think you mean the bomb because we'll we'll get to you dave i have a question for you about adding these issues in first why don't you think there's any a femalgam comics? And if there were, would you have even added them? What? What? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what is the pun here? Because <laughs> it's a, a male gum and a female gum. What? They're, See, that joke doesn't work because I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if, I, if I understood the I pronunciation. Think my question just got answered. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, this was fun. Uh, I've been looking forward to talking about this. Okay, uh, I, I've already read Marvel vs. DC for a listener episode. Oh my gosh. It's a I good thing you haven't ago. read most of these comics because you can't stop bragging about having read DC <laughs> vs. Marvel. I'm hearing about it constantly. Yeah, I listened. To, I read uh, the, the first four of these a while ago for a listener uh, bonus episode over on the Patreon with listeners Aaron and Kurt. And it was a very fun, like I think they're like 20-minute episode. 
I'm going to slap that on after this episode. So slap if you want to stick around. Get on the flow, slap that. You want some more. Slap that. We show a podcast at the end of the episode. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm glad you, you've actually pivoted into making it about the podcast and not just a full-on <laughs> singing break. Uh, I'm going to put it on after the, the music at the end of this episode. So anyone wants to stick around? That's a, and then there's like that's a new opening music. 10 more of those sitting on the Patreon. So we, we I've done quite a few of those. Every year we put up the... Um, in the summer, we call for donations, and then we do those bonus listener episodes. Not, so. not to us, to be clear, like charitable. Yeah, donations. I was, I was being a, it was a general, a generous royal we there, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's really me. Yeah. Every summer we get really desperate. <laughs> <laughs> to beg for donations. Uh, no, no, we're doing fine. But if you would like to support the show, you can go over. No, to no, it's for charity, you fool. This is our charity donations. And yes, the the episodes that Zach records with others are charitable donations. Which we will do again this summer. Uh, I think it's one of our one of the better things we do. So okay, so we're in nineteen ninety six again. We it's the better things we do. <laughs> yeah, th- what's wrong? Oh, with I that? guess you actually give some money. That's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> You're not involved in the episodes that yeah, I record, but contributing you give charity. Money. It's one of the better yeah. things we do. Not controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we're talking DC versus Marvel crossover. We're talking um, the the merger of the universes. Let's talk a little bit about how we got here. So. It, this is an episode I tacked on at the end of this because it is it is actually unique in comics history, in DC Comics and Marvel history um, for these publishers to get together and play together. Uh, the impetus for what, you know, is driving it in 1996, the industry struggling. <laughs> both these publishers are having a hard time. We've talked about it a ton. Um, obviously, both of them are in different levels of dire straits, Marvel more so, right, as the famous bankruptcy looms. Um, but the comics industry as a whole is like there's a lot of reasons why it's struggling some of it's just market forces some of it is uh you know actions taken by the likes of marvel you know becoming their own sole distributor really screws with local comic shops and distribution and yada yada there's a whole big history to it but the long and short of it is marketing looks at this and they're like we need a bump we need a bump and what can we do uh better basically what can we do that's more exciting than combining with the dread competitor dc comics for a big old dc versus marvel event now DC and Marvel have crossed over characters in the past. We haven't, I don't think we've really talked about this a lot. Maybe we've mentioned it in Mm -mm, passing. Um, But in 1976, there's a Spider-Man Superman crossover. Uh, There's a New Teen Titans and X-Men crossover that is actually, for my money, probably the most interesting of the bunch. I think you got Claremont and Simonson involved in that one. Um, And then in 1983, I think it is, there was actually a proposed and in the works jla or justice league avengers crossover that was happening like this was happening george perez drew like 20 plus pages you can see these you can see them on like tom brevoort uh marvel executive editor you can like see him on his blog or there's actually a really good oral history that comics beat just published um that that talks about basically why this thing fell apart because it falls apart a lot of it is jim shooter related <laughs> as you might expect uh and i a lot of it though is like i don't it kind of seems like maybe he was right and then he was just kind of his usual yeah i'm fine with him pulling the plug on it <laughs> that's, he, that's not a knock against jim shooter that he didn't like uh let this go forward yeah yeah like there were there were a lot of problems and just things that miscommunications and things that went poorly long and short of it again being it never happened it never came out so DC and Marvel have never actually had a full-on, you know, sort of all-universe crossover type thing, despite these, you know, character-based crossovers they had at this point in time. Enter 1996, enter desperate, desperate attempts to boost sales in superhero comics, 
and we get DC vs. Marvel. So let's start here. DC versus Marvel. The idea of this crossover. I, it, the book itself is bad, <laughs> okay? Like, the four-issue event is, I think, pretty objectively bad. But the question that I'm interested in is, is this idea potentially fun, and what would you actually want out of this kind of crossover? Zach, I haven't let you actually address your feelings about these <laughs> comics yet, so please, uh, what, what do you well, think? You said, you said the comic is bad, and then you said, but it could be potentially fun. Uh, I, I mean, like, yeah, sure. I think this is like, I actually kind of think it is fun. Like, I don't think it's just potentially fun. I think it is fun. But it's not good, right? Like, these are not good comics with any purpose to read them besides fan service. Like, none of this, right? I think, like, at least, like, with what they do with it. Uh, and I don't really know how they would go farther except, like, a full-on merger. If they really wanted to commit to this, you know, in a, in a much more sprawling way. It's just kind of fan service like... Oh, hey, your faves, like, we're drawing your faves together on the same page, and yeah, they're talking to each other. It's, it's kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's, like, about as deep as it goes for me. Like, I, I actually, I like it more, and we'll, we'll get into it, but, like, this first issue is largely, like, Spider-Man meets, I, I don't even, I, I didn't reread these ones. I read them forever ago, so I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who meets I've, I've heard Whatever. more uh, about how many times you've read this than I have about you being off Twitter, and that is saying Daredevil meets, <laughs> what? oh, my God. You knew that I was off Twitter? Um, <laughs> yeah, you tweeted it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Daredevil meeting Batman or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of fun to see. But then after this, they start doing, like, the merger of the two and starting, like, smushing characters together. And that's at least a little more creative because you get some, like, very weird mashups and stuff. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a little more fun with the second part of it than, than the first. But, yeah, it's fun. It's kind of... Samesies. You know, Samesies. Yeah. I, I think if you had handed me this book in 1996 when I was seven, I, I would have loved it to death. Like, like basically, you know, cause it can function. Cause you were seven. Well, like, like there's that, yeah. but just like, just the childlike, there, like there's just a childlike glee. And I think the creators would agree to it, to an extent, right? You have Ron Mars and Peter David are the primary writers. They alternate issues. You have Dan Jurgens, um, Claudio Castellini, Paul Neary, Joseph Rubenstein, a whole bunch of folks involved on the editorial side, primarily Mark Grunewald and Mike Carlin um, for Marvel and DC, respectively. But yeah, like, it, like, because it can function basically as like a superhero encyclopedia. Which, as a kid, I would have been like, this is the coolest thing, and I would, you know, I'd have been going through it and been like, who is that person? You know, but like, I know Hulk, I know Superman, who's Moon Knight? I want to know more about them. Like on that level, I think it could be an absolute blast. Um, I actually kind of appreciate that. That Mars and and David uh, actually introduce a new player, this Axel Asher, and have like a new story to tell that is very, you know, he's kind of our POV Alexander Luther in Crisis on Infinite Earths type character, um, like you know, exploring the cosmic underpinnings of what is causing these universes to cross over. It's an attempt at a story while the likes of Wolverine fights Killer Croc. You know, which is because because there's kind of two versions of this, right? There's one is just everybody fights everybody, mm -hmm. and and as fans, you get that yeah that fan service level of like, well, who'd win in a fight, Superman or Hulk? This is the book, right? Um, and if it's just that, right, I think a lot of fans actually would be pretty satisfied. I think a lot of fans wish it had been just that because it actually doesn't spend a heck of a lot of time doing that. I do appreciate the attempt to be like, well, we actually want to tell a story. Um, I think the problem is it's just an absolute madcap mess of a story. 
you know, it's, it, it's a very boring star. Well, it's contest off. of champions is the thing. Yeah. It's just contest of champions where you have two sides picking, you know, their Marvel and DC characters and crossing them over. You get the occasional. And the thing about it is like the pacing is just like a mad scramble to show as many fights or confrontations as possible, at least for the first two issues. Um, and they all kind of wind up pretty unsatisfying as a result. I will say the crossover of characters that I like the most here by far is Tim Drake and Jubilee, <laughs> who Weird. Uh, Tim Drake <laughs> pops into Jubilee's bedroom or whatever, and she's just immediately smitten. And they just like at one point in I think it's the third issue. Like, they've spent enough time together now where they're just, like, riding a gondola <laughs> down a river, like, having a nice date. It's super charming, and I like that about it. But otherwise, I mean, it's it's tremendously messy, and it's just an excuse to put all these characters on the same page, which, you know, is that shouldn't be a surprise um, at all. So, Charlotte, what, what was your kind of reaction to this? And, like, what do you... If you think about like a DC vs. Marvel crossover type thing, like, what would you actually want? Because that, that's a question I struggle with. Because in, in my head, I'm like... Well, I want him to actually really tell the story. Yeah. But then this version of it, I'm like, well, this is <laughs> this is uninteresting. I don't. I'm not actually I mean, here for this. Yeah. You say there's an attempt at a story with the the Axel guy, which I think he's called Access, who he's the guy who can like create portals or like jump from uh, DC to Marvel universes. Um, it's barely anything, and it's so it's just giving a justification for the crossover, but it's not really a. St- Story like you're not engaged in the what's gonna happen or what's just like they're gonna fight and then it's gonna be over. Um, I think like yeah. overall, what I would say it's this has made me appreciate appreciate the original Secret Wars even more because it feels like the original Secret Wars could could easily have been this, which is just like toys clashing and like and that's basically it. Um, I think what this is missing and what Secret Wars has is like the Doctor Doom like. If you just have heroes fighting each other because of a cosmic figure, that's not enough. You need that spice more. And in Secret Wars, it's Doctor Doom. And maybe it could have been Doctor Doom here too. Or like Lex Luthor or any character that has that, um, that um, I don't know, that, that, that presence. Um, but yeah, here it just feels yeah. very unfocused. And it's, it feels like it's literally nothing more than just seeing characters fight each other with like the bare minimum of reasons and that's it and like the interaction the interactions are kind of fun just because they're they're what they are they're a crossover between characters that have never met each other before um like yeah there's not that much more to it and they're not that interesting um yeah yeah i would agree i yeah i I think the point where so first off i want to say thank you for crediting the 141st best comic of all time, Secret Wars. Um, <laughs> obviously, that is that is appreciated and and is true. I, I think you're totally right that it's like you have like Thanos and Darkseid show up at one point, and it's like, oh, okay, they're going to be pulling the strings, but then really they're just like kind of hanging out basically. in yeah. the background. Yeah, yeah, like they're just kind of watching and be- they're like they're basically betting on the action, you know, <laughs> which is like not really what those characters should be used for. Um, I agree. So uh, DC versus Marvel, I think as a crossover. It's an excuse to see all this stuff happen. Good for that. I'm sure at the time, again, I would have been absolutely thrilled with that childlike nostalgia. I don't think... I think, you know, one thing that I'm interested in is... So there's a JLA Avengers crossover that does happen in 2003 with Kurt Busiak and George Perez. And I have not read that one yet. And that has tremendous fandom. Uh, and it's, it's had a resurgence lately because there was republication of the trades, um, which is apparently very difficult to do legally. 
uh, because of um, to, to raise some money in support of you know George Perez had had terminal cancer and, and passed recently. So R.I.P. George Perez. Um, that one is tremendously well regarded, and I'm curious to read that and to see why. I think I, I suspect that a big part of it is going to be well George Perez flipping drew it. And listen, shouts yeah. to Jan Jurgens, like long successful career has done a lot of things really well. Um, but none of the art in this is like spectacular, you know? And like, if it's not like if the story's a mess, but it was this incredible showcase of all these characters clashing, you know, maybe I'd be more on board, but it's not that either, <laughs> which is a bummer. It's a lot of like them standing next to each other and yeah. it, they, they look fine. <laughs> like it's a very, like, this is what Batman looks like. And in, in 1995, 1996, like, and he's standing next to Daredevil. And that's what he looks like in 1996. There's not, like, a lot of, you know... Yeah, there's not much more to it than that. Which is an interesting, like, thought about crossovers in general. Like, this kind of cross-property crossover. And, like, what it takes to make one of these successful for me to be interested in it. Which, maybe we can have that conversation at the end. Because there there are versions of this that I like. Um, like, in the future. Right? Batman it's and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The DC Looney Tunes crossovers. Mm, sure. Like those are those are good, and I think uh, maybe talking about what makes those work might be interesting. Yeah, I think like the your the two possibilities for DC Marvel crossover, like crossover of that that type, is either you do the big event style, like they wanted to do in DC vs Marvel, which you need to have a strong core to the story. I think like in most crossover events, otherwise it just kind of falls apart. Or you do a, like one character with one characters, or like just two teams meeting, but like it's it's a smaller story, and you you don't need as mm-hmm. strong a central story, but just like focus on the interactions between the characters and like what what it can mean, what story can can come from that. Uh, like yeah, exactly like you said, the the DC Looney Tunes uh, crossovers are a good examples of good example of that. I think. Well, they're so, not just being like, what if Batman met Bugs Bunny, and that's it, right? Which is largely what this is. It's like what if these two characters met and spoke to one another, right? Like, and we're not adding too much to either character. We're not really seeing, like, trying to draw something essential out of each character by having them speak to one another or, you know, like, find parallels. I, I, I don't know. Like, the, there's one example that I think finds something, like, pretty interesting in the crossover I'll talk about later. But, like, for the most part, it's a lot of, oh, isn't, isn't it fun to see these two people, like, drawn on the same page next to each other? Which, you know, yeah, kind of. So, like, can't get too mad at it. Like, yeah, it's a little fun. Oh, yeah, right. It's not like, when I say it's objectively bad, like, it's complete, like, it is beyond harmless, and it is just trying to have fun, and it is doing that. So, like, I'm not mad at it. (laughs) It's just, like, they're just not good comics. Um, It's just not a super interesting story. You know, I do love just some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff that you you can tell happening here, like, the preposterous need to keep certain elements of 1996 continuity. You know, it's yeah. not like, so oh, that's really totally funny. out of continuity yeah. thing. <laughs> it's clearly going to be, like, this is Marvel versus DC. It's never happened before. It's going to be evergreen. But then, like, Spider-Man shows up and has to talk about how he's Ben Riley, the clone, you know? But then yep. <laughs> even that, like, pages later, shows up in the, the Daily Bugle, or what are they calling it? The Daily Planet? I don't remember which. Maybe it's the Daily Planet, but J. Jonah Jameson's the editor-in-chief kind of thing. Um but uh, but shows up there and is like, oh yeah, I also go by Peter Parker. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you never have. That's just to make it so you can we can call you Peter Parker now because it was a real weird decision to make you Ben in this. Um, and Thor's got his '96 costume, stuff like that, where it's like, you know, they're trying to move 
the current product at the same time and it's like just just go with the classics on this guys you're doing marvel vs dc like this doesn't happen often yeah there, there is a bit of a, like maybe maybe fcbd isn't the closest thing but like showcase of what the universe is like aspect to this which like almost advertisement like just this is what our universe looks like come come read our comics if you if you like it oh i mean so many of these comics especially the more specific crossovers would be like like uh the wonder woman punisher one that i read yeah it was like the first page is this double splash page and it like you're the two of them are you're talking about amalgam you're jumping ahead yeah 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 but we, we don't have to get into it i'm just bringing up one point which is like no, you know the first page has the two characters speaking about like well, what about that time that you did this da 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 asterisk which you can find in the pages of wonder woman 95 to 90 and then what about this one which is in the pages of punisher 90 through 96 right like um yeah right so it's a it's a lot of advertising for like what's going on in this well those are comics, which makes sense. those are fake yeah zach oh are they and they're amazing <laughs> yeah that's my favorite part <laughs> of the amalgam comics is that the yeah like extra diegetic crossover kind of like every issue that's recommended or stuff like that are fake like they're part of Whoa. a fictional I, marvel I, dc I I, uh, amalgam of uh, of a company oh that's interesting because i probably read the first one you know like on that uh, the one on um uh, Bullets and bracelets. Yeah. I read those, and it was like it was mentioning the Punisher was in a comic about the hand. So that's uh-huh. also in Marvel. So I uh-huh. didn't think anything of it. And then it mentioned Wonder Woman being in a comic called like Diana Prince, freelance journalist or <laughs> something. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that was some DC thing at the time. And then yeah, I never yeah. read, looked at them again. So I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, because like, oh, that's really fun. Okay. Investigator comics instead of detective comics, stuff like that. That's uh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. There's also a graphic oh, novel like called Dark Claw: The Murder Gag. Which is yeah, a, and like, and every show. issue ends with the like um, a, a cliffhanger for the next issue, but those next issues weren't available. Yeah, to right. Exist. Or like, that's, and that's kind of funny. and letters pages, which are so, clearly yeah. so. Let's give fake. let let's give a little background here. So after the second issue, in between issues two and three, basically, um, the DC and Marvel universes, because of the events of what's going on in this crossover. Marvel and DC both actually took a whole week of their publication calendar and they dedicated it to the Amalgam universe. And uh, this was, you know, hybrid crossover characters uh, within their line. So, like, Spider-Man and Superboy becomes Spider-Boy. Zach's referencing bullets and bracelets. That is Frank Castle and Steve Trevor becoming a romantic interest of just straight up Wonder Woman. <laughs> the Amazon stuff's really weird. Uh, there's also in that book Thanos side, which of course Thanos and Dark Side. They do a lot of apocalypse stuff, um, yeah. including oh, uh, a reference to the Age Titania. of Apocalypse, but spelled as the fourth word style, which is glorious. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they commit a whole week to, you know, because of what's going on here, we actually have a universe now where all these characters have been merged, and it is my favorite thing about this entire crossover by far. It is incredibly fun. Again, are the comics themselves good in any objective measure? Not necessarily, uh, but it's purely just an opportunity and excuse to like play around with just fun ideas and bad puns. And the thing that I love about it that we've been referencing is it commits really hard to like pretending this is real, like a- editors' notes and asterisks to to issues that don't exist, fake letters pages where you have people writing in about previous storylines. Um, Amagam comics are incredibly fun. Like, they're, they're just delightful. Uh, I don't like reading them, but I do love 
that they exist and and sort of just the the approach and like I like knowing about them. I like that it exists. I don't yeah. necessarily want to like I mean, read a trade of them. It's a similar idea to the Age of Apocalypse uh, miniseries, which is like just dropping you in a in a run that doesn't exist, but you feel like you're at uh, issue ninety five of that run and you haven't read what's come before. Yeah. Except I feel like Age, yeah. of Ap- Age of Apocalypse did a better job of like dropping you in a story that you can understand you get the context and all mm. here you're i mean at least i was very often confused wait what's going on who are these people what what's going on and maybe it's because i like the context i like the context for from dc because i know way less about dc but like i was often left confused about wh- who are these people why are they fighting what, what are they what are they mad about <laughs> well there's no through line yeah i think is the is the biggest hindrance whereas age of apocalypse has a through line and a core narrative amalgam doesn't bother with that (laughs) like it's just purely like hey what if you're reading issue 99 of this run you know so it just throws you right in the middle in some cases it's like you know oh a new series launch like magneto and the magnetic men but it's referencing a universe where things have already happened so yeah i mean it's the feeling is immersion and confusion because the like none of this stuff has actually happened and there's no through line like there's not like a secret presence lingering throughout all these that it's building towards, or they, they're actually fighting fine. their way back I, to the DC versus Marvel yeah. universe. It's not doing any of that. that. Um, yeah. Well, it would be it would be a more involved project if it was doing that. But yeah. like as yeah, a yeah. gag, I get it, and uh, it's I, I do think it like it would have the potential to be better if it was trying to tell yeah. a narrative through all of these. That said, it didn't, and it, it because it it's not like if it'd be worse if it was like partially trying to do that and just no one is so i mean there are two issues specifically that at least hints to to like the the dc marvel crossover at all and like that the universe is merged and shouldn't be that way like there's the doctor strange fates issue which is the doctor strange slash doctor fates amalgam uh integrating I don't even remember who. Ah, but I integrating the access guy, like, and understanding that the the universe merged, and like, it's actually Charles Xavier, which that's kind of interesting. So that's, like, there's that's one of my biggest pleasures is this universe will mix in these needless, unexpected crossovers. Yeah. So like Doctor Strange Fate. Okay, clearly we're getting Doctor Strange and Doctor Fate match made in heaven, right? Makes a ton of sense. Except at the issue's end, it's revealed to actually be Charles Xavier under the mask. And they do a lot of that. <laughs> they do mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. stuff where it's, like, very unexpected. And I got to say, like, it's generally pretty fun um, when they they say, well, this could be straightforward and make sense. But nope, <laughs> we're going to make yeah. it weird. And I kind of enjoy that. There are some points where you feel like maybe all the writers were necessarily uh, working together. Because I think there's an other Charles Xavier on the JLX team. And those sure. don't feel like they're the same character. Uh, like th- there's a handful of of stuff like that where you feel like some characters were used in different ways in different uh, different comics. Maybe they they aren't exactly the same person. Um, but yeah, and the, the other yeah, the example is... is not tight. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just agreeing. The continuity is not tight. Um, yeah, no. Green it's Goblin a... shows up in in Speed Demon, I think. Yeah. Uh, just called Green Goblin, but like he's actually supposed to be like a two faced Norman Osborn crossover kind of thing which does show up i think in the dark claw so yeah there's 
you know, the continuity's not tight. <laughs> yeah. But then there's, I think it's in, it might be in Mag- the Magneto and his Magnetic Man, which is an incredible title, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, comic. Really uh, that, like, Dr. Doomsday, which, like, mix between uh, Doom and Doomsday, is, like, has picture of Captain America, Batman, like, the unamalgamed versions of them. But they're, they're like... That's it. We don't know why or what he knows, but that would have been interesting. Doctor Doctor Doomsday being a, a, a bigger presence and like knowing what's going on. That's that's always interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it feels like there there are like maybe two or three hints at that, and it's it doesn't actually matter, which is kind of disappointing at least to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't think I would want any ones that you any read. That. Uh, a bat thing, number one, which was not on your list. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the only one that may be a part of the return. (laughs) All right, all right. Uh, Out of the ones that I've read, my favorite, probably Super Soldier, I guess. uh, I think that's Mark Wade uh, and Dave Gibbons joint. um, Which, (laughs) Which, the fact that the artist of Watchmen is involved (laughs) in this capacity. Not not doing work up to his Watchmen uh, capabilities for Shocking. sure the, the art in this is a little bit of a letdown walking in being like oh this guy drew Watchmen. this ought to be good and it, <laughs> it's fine yeah um no it's good it's fun I, I i don't even know any like specific beats from the story it's like a you know superman as a baby comes down in the 30s and then they inject him with captain america's super soldier serum and he becomes uh, I, I just mostly I like the costume. I think he looks pretty cool. Like the mix of those two things. He's got the shield that looks like the Superman logo. Uh, he's just kind of a blonde Clark Kent. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it, I really like can't get too much more invested than like it's fun to thumb through these and be like, oh look at that crossover. Look at those two things smushed together. Like yeah, like big Titania. I right, like big Titania was fun to me. Get out of it is like seeing, oh. I like that crossover. I think, like, I think my personal favorite was probably Dark Claw because I really like the the mix-ups there mm-hmm. there are in the, in this one. It's Batman with Wolverine, and then Robin is Ju- Jubilee. Huntress is Carol Danvers for some reason, who like hasn't mm-hmm. been in Marvel yeah. comics in years. Um, and like, and uh, and Joker is Sabretooth, like the hyena. That's that's a fun uh, fun crossover. So yeah, I do I do want to point out it's not on the list, but Bat Thing. Larry Hama and Rodolfo <laughs> Zach, Zach, it's not on the list because it's next year. You it awful doesn't matter. Who can, lunatic. Uh, we're not going to read more Amalgam comics in 1997. We're oh, going to burn oh. everything we have to say about this in this episode. Are you making the 1997 list now? <laughs> Which is officially confirmed and done and does not include Well, this one was already Malcolm, confirmed and done also. Yeah. It's Man-Bat combined with Bat-Thing. So it's just a like weird swamp thing or man thing, I guess, swampy plant looking bat flying through burning people who are afraid of it uh, in Gotham. It's very fun. Like that, that concept works really well. And it actually feels like, oh, this is a concept that like could stand on its own. Like it takes the best part about man thing. And I think like elevates it. Like I think he's spookier as a a weird creature that like flies through a city rather than being a uh, like a swamp dweller. So that, that was a fun and the art's actually excellent in it. That's a good way to put was, it, like concepts that actually elevate, <laughs> you know, certain aspects. Um, very because there's not do, a lot of that. Is, I mean, the yeah, stuff that I like yeah. is is that pure fan service goofiness where, like, like Blaze Allen as a combination of Johnny Blaze and Barry Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope yeah, name. <laughs> Love it. Like, that's that's all it is. It's just a real dope name, and yeah. that's all I mean, it has Some of the names are very But I'm here dumb, for it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Bizarnage. As Bizarro and Carnage is yeah. probably oh, Shadow Starfire. And just, 
Shatter Starfire is Shatterstar and Starfire. Niles I mean, Cable yeah. as Cable and Niles uh, nice Calder Cable had incredible. me rolling on the floor. That so, so much of the pleasure laughing. of this is just puns. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, like, like, if you're here the, for puns, the, the simple joy of seeing... you like these universes. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm seeing what, Charlotte? I'm seeing what? <laughs> the simple joy of seeing like alternate version of characters and like seeing how their relationships work differently. When like that's something I like with the. I mean, what ifs comic in general uh, like currently there's an agent uh captain carter comic by uh, jimmy mckelvey which is pretty fun and does stuff like that with uh, mixing up characters and seeing how they work sure. differently that's that's like the most fun you get from this i think yeah yeah it's and i i think the fun thing too is like you know magneto and the magnetic men being like okay so magneto controls metal so he'll have the metal men of DC, right? You get to do that. But then small things, too, where it's like, oh, and he goes by Magnus a lot of the time. Well, Will Magnus created the Metal Man, right? So you get, like, these sort of mm-hmm. unexpected yeah. small little puns uh, in things where it's like, oh, that actually kind of makes more sense. And again, it's just, like you're saying, Charlotte, you get to do this in what-if stuff within the Marvel Universe. You don't get to do it with both Marvel and DC yeah. um, too often, right? Like, Oa, the Living Planet, where you get Oa and you get Ego, just stuff like that where it's like, yeah. That's that's a blast. Yeah, I mean um, the best the best title out of all these is Thor Ryan in the Asgard and <laughs> the new Asgods. That's where the pun or, just goes like it's like <laughs> way overdrive, you know? Like it's it, so it works far really far. well. <laughs> and that one's uh that one's actually Keith Giffen. Um, mm, I didn't I didn't read that one, but yeah. yeah. Well, and then we see Ryan right because like in bullets and bracelets, isn't that Peacemaker and uh. Who else is he smushed with? It's like the armor. Punisher gets the armor. Well, Punisher is actually like um, Trevor. Not Trevor. It's Trevor Noah from the Daily Show. <laughs> Steve Trevor. with. Um, <laughs> yes, yep. You know what? Steve Diana Trevor. dating Trevor Noah would be so much more interesting than Steve Trevor. No. What, God, please don't curse me with that. <laughs> Horrible. D- Dave, maybe you can answer this. Uh, is... Big Diana and Trevor Noah, Stan. <laughs> is Diana in like just Diana Prince or is she mixed with like... Because I thought she was mixed with, like, Dakota North or someone like that for Marvel, but I, I wasn't sure. I don't know, because I think they called her Diana Prince. Yeah. It was just that she was, <clears throat> like, a journalist and had... God, what what was it? There was something weird about her, uh, like, she well, had she adamantium a... bracelets. Yeah, she, she, she was bracelets. raised with Storm, and, like, then she went to work for T'Challa mm-hmm, in Wakanda. Right. And she Storm's also an Amazon? Yeah. Storm's straight up her sister? Yeah, well, repla- they kind of replace Wonder Woman with Storm in that John Byrne issue, Amazon's, which is fun. That one's okay. It's not great. It's not... Uh, even my love for John Byrne stuff does not uh, pull that <laughs> above, like, perfectly average of the rest of these, but um, kind of as a letdown. Yeah, where she's, like, fighting Poseidon, and he's kind of just rehashing old stuff about the gods being, like, not worshipped anymore because they're petty, which I feel like I've seen in DC Comics many times. Sounds so, like his Wonder Woman nothing. run. But um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't read. I have avoided his Wonder Woman run. I have not heard good things. That is so. the play. That is the yeah. play. So, all right, I think we're all on the same page here. Like, this is fun. <laughs> this is just listen. If you do not have just like a passion and a glee associated with superhero comics. First off, congratulations on making it to 1996 in this club. <laughs> like, what an, what a sheer. Oh, I thought you were just congratulating somebody like in life in general. Like, congratulations for being like you know a more well-rounded, mature adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for being that, so literary and mature, yep. and not a not a man baby. Um, but yeah, like if you don't have that, you're not going to dig this. If you like superhero history and you like these universes, 
um, it's fun to experience. Like, I think, Zach, honestly, I completely agree with you. Like, you flip through them. You grab a few. Um, I actually was able to find some trades from the library. Um, oh, fun. You can probably okay. find back issues for relatively cheap. Like, I don't think these are, like, real hot collector's items, even though they're relatively rare. Um, but, yeah, like, just it's fun to flip through them and see what it was. Uh, but, again, like, even though the creators involved, like, are generally pretty good. You know, you get John Ostrander. You mentioned. Yeah, um, I read that John. Good ones. Wait, what ones? That's John Bullets Ostrander and Bracelets. One? Is John oh Ostrander, yeah, that I one believe. was pretty interesting. Which gets like that one, like it does the the Diana and, um, Punisher thing, but then it takes him to Asgard with um, Thanos side, and like it just gets weird, you know, it just gets weird yeah. and is, is having it, fun And with it, it does like it does cosmic Punisher before Marvel ever did it, which is like th- there are some ideas that are in this that, that's like like did you realize the first time Nemo joined a version of the X Men was in DC versus Marvel <laughs> with like Nemo Aquaman joining the JLX? That's that's I, a fun idea. I feel like that's less like an interesting precursor, you know, like uh, or like inspiration and more, you know, infinite monkeys typing on infinite typewriters. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but like the, the effects with Marvel mixing characters together and like worlds that wouldn't usually be be together in the normal continuities like makes for mm-hmm. ideas that uh, maybe they they wouldn't have done uh, by then which is which is kind of fun how was bruce wayne agent of shield i didn't read that one i Not completely now i'm seeing that there was <laughs> i read it two hours <laughs> ago and i forgot green it. skull <laughs> the, the most Razzle interesting thing about skull. it for me is that Dark Claw exists, which is which is a Batman Wolverine crossover. But oh, then there's weird. also okay. Bruce Wayne Agent <laughs> of Shield, which is just you know Bruce Wayne as kind of a Nick Fury, but Nick Fury's in that comic as Nick yeah, Fury. Right? <laughs> like, there's a lot of strange stuff that's, going on. You have the Green Skull. Um, I can't believe they they also started with that one. Which like let me just say, how wild is it that they begin with like all right, well <clears throat> we got to get Batman in here. Our most popular thing. No, well, not Batman. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Let's get Bruce Wayne yeah, in yeah. here and combine him with Nick Fury, everyone else's favorite, like, number one best-selling <laughs> superhero. That was the first book that they put out. Well, it is, line. like, it's also, like, DC has spies and army-type characters. You know, Sergeant Rock shows up. And, the, like, choosing Bruce Wayne is it, again, as a name, I get it. Um, there is one detail in that that I like, which is uh, Moonwing, which at first I did not get at all. I was like, oh, Moon Knight, is Batwing Nightwing? a thing? It's Yeah, it's Moon Knight and Nightwing. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he's a minor supporting character. Then, in it. Who was um, Tony Stark yeah. most with? Like he like he's stuck to a chair. He's like I think he's paraplegic. Hal or Jordan. Something. I read that one. Iron Iron Lantern. Iron Lantern is okay. it's a uh, Hal Stark. It's Hal Jordan. Hal Stark. Tony Stark. Okay, yeah. that's right. That's right. Which actually that one. Oh man, <clears throat> I gotta look that one up real quick because there's a really funny joke in that one. Uh, combining who's oh, sorry bumping bumping my mic here um who's the um the green lantern villain with the mustache sinestro um, sinestro it's con- uh combining sinestro and what's um no and uh uh god modok into um and pause for edit while i pull this page up it's right here on the first page i got it uh it is the hector which is the highly evolved creature totally oriented on revenge <laughs> and it's basically like a somehow creepier modok because it's got modok's proportions but he's just like he's got that thin creepy mustache in the receding hairline <laughs> well that's also got some hector hammond potential who oh, we all oh, remember from the green lantern movie oh starring... that's who it is it's not sinestro it's hector <laughs> um, hammond you're right what's his name ryan reynolds yeah yeah 
No, you're you're totally correct. That's who it is. It's, it's not, a big it's head merger. Sinister. It's a pure big yeah, head merger. Hal Jordan has two separate villains who both have like very creepy little pencil mustaches. Name me a hero with more mustache twirling villains. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, will I so. wait. Uh, yeah, no, that like that is the that's the joy of this. Like that's the fun of this is just mm-hmm, what puns, yeah. what crossovers did they come up with, and uh, what do they? How do they stand out? If that doesn't sound like fun to you. Don't read these. <laughs> like, there's not, there's not more to it than that. They're completely in and about and of themselves and superhero comics. Uh, aside from what I learned about what it means to be, be a man, <laughs> reading these books. So, okay, <laughs> which is a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marvel vs. DC, Amalgam Comics. <sighs> Interesting. Interesting. I had to add it. It's a big moment in 1996. Uh, that's you, the actual reading. Exper- the I mean, actual, we could have been reading. We, we could have, have just said. About- we could have just said this happened and it was interesting. But no, no. Uh huh. <laughs> but no, no, no. What? I had to dig up these trades from my library and do it for myself because I never had. I never had actually. We could have been talking about Kurt Busiek's Thunderbolts. We could have been talking about that well, Doctor that's, Strange that's novella. Come. That's to come, I, well, dog. Maybe. We're still going to do that. We'll see. We'll see if we get there next we'll week. See, we'll see if you're still chance. with us after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if true. you can hang. Uh, all right. Let's let's talk about what Zach suggested earlier, um, talking about great crossovers like Punisher Eminem. Like, what is it that makes... <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the example you gave. Yeah. Uh, what is it that makes these crossovers, when they happen, actually work? Because you are right that, like, there's a surprising amount of modern stuff that is actually, like, extremely fun. Um, so I definitely don't want to deride or say like, oh, this can't work, you know? Um, so what do we think it is? Like, like you mentioned, okay, the, the DC Looney Tunes stuff, Batman Elmer Fudd obviously stands out tremendously in that example. Um, the, those Batman Ninja Turtles things that are written by James Tiny in the fourth, um, are obviously super good. I mean, one of the, one of the trends I'm sensing here is get an Eisner winning writer (laughs) and creators to put these things together, you know? Uh, yeah, right. I mean, part of it is like write good i mean <laughs> right like there's not and have like, not good more story. to have the story before the title like have sure. the, the a good sure. idea for yeah. a story between two characters come before okay we want to do a story between batman's and batman and uh i don't know daredevil what's that gonna be um yeah i think i think the it's unlikely to me that a big crossover event between dc and marvel would ever work because that's too too huge of a beast but like fun one-on-one crossovers mm-hmm. i think there's like a handful of them in the 90s or something like there's some punisher batman or daredevil batman that's i think there's there's punisher good. batman there's dare oh yeah sorry sorry you're saying it you're saying it yeah <laughs> and like i think that uh, that's something i wish there ha- was had been more of during the series marvel is like references to the previous crossovers i think like we have we get joker recognizing oh. spider-man and that's kind of it like batman and hulk already know each other the x-men and the new Super, titans there's a superman silver surfer in 1997 Ooh, that could be potentially that. interesting that's fun dark but, yeah, side I think, like, galactus one on one is the way to go by john byrne which i checked out from the library and was gravely disappointed by but it sounds like it could be interesting yeah it was not but it sure sounds like it but yeah, I think overall, like one-on-one stories where you have two characters that you think would create a good story together, like would reflect one another in interesting ways. I think that's that's the way to go, rather than like having the the title beforehand and like then trying to to create a story around that. Yeah, right. I I mean, like Dave said, <laughs> have a good writer, and it, yeah. it's, it's a very dumb 
point, but it is just like, have a story to tell and have it told well, right? Because <clears throat> we had some good storytellers here, you know, Mark Wade and Busiek. There, there are other like good writers here, but you know, they probably just got this as assignment and were like, they weren't like, you know what? I've had a great idea. Yeah. For Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to meet it like rolling around in my head for a while, and I'm gonna pitch it. They were told like, hey, can you write this? And then they had some fun with it, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If if tomorrow well, Marvel and DC units, announce, you know, if tomorrow Marvel and DC announce like a Spider-Man Batman crossover, I'm like, okay, that that maybe will be fun. But if like it's arguing writing it, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm interested. No, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. that's yeah, everything yeah. I think. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's yeah, all yeah. it would be for me. Like, because if I say just in a in a vacuum, okay, DC and Marvel are gonna figure it out. Yeah, they're gonna put out the crossover next year you know whether it's it's another jla avengers or like you said just a character crossover type thing it's entirely creative roster based as far as my interest you know yeah um and and also i i think i'm i think i'm with charlotte in the sense of i'm definitely more there for like oh chip zadarsky's doing a batman daredevil thing because he's writing both titles than i am for the full-on dc versus marvel experience right regardless of creator frankly because it's like it's kind of just too big, and it's kind of it kind of only can be the big. Hey, here's everybody showcase. And again, artistically, that can probably be fun, um, like visually. But but as story goes, it's kind of just tends yeah. to be too many plates spinning. I I do want to mention we didn't mention this uh, up front. The so like the fights, you know, the the who would win part of this, which I don't think any of us are particularly interested in. I don't know. Am I wrong there? Like, are either of you like? I could have fun with. I mean, a, a fight if it was. As we keep saying, like the actual fights in superhero comics are largely pretty boring and uncreative. But if they, you know, really leaned into the creativity of their powers and showed something fun, then yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were but like how invested I mean, I don't are like you argue in who it. would win Hulk versus Superman? You know what I mean? No, I mean that's not like a fun argument, but like yeah. I'd read it. But like yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm less interested in who would win in that in than in like what's would the interaction look like? There, I think there are some fun things mm-hmm. in issue yeah. two, I think. Like uh, Captain Marvel and Thor begin to pray before fighting because they're both linked to mythology and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> there's like the Aquaman in name of fights. Aquaman wins by like kind of cheating or something. Like, uh, like I don't know, booby trapping Namor. He drops Namor, a whale on him. Yeah, exactly. And like, oh, I remember Aquaman that. says, yeah. that's your problem, Namor. You're too noble to cheat, which we're not talking about the same Namor here, I don't think. yeah but uh, yeah yeah, like some Um, fun interaction that's what i'm looking for from those kind of fights i think yeah i think that's fair i think that's totally fair i mean so the the other piece of this that we didn't mention is there was like a fan vote on who would win kind of thing in the story too like they that was part of the marketing too was like you know for the first time since you all killed jason todd we're (laughs) we're gonna do a vote (laughs) about who would win some of these fights so like that was so like like Wolverine beats Lobo, I think is like you know maybe one of the bigger examples where it's like, you know Lobo can hang with Superman, <laughs> like like that's a little weird. But then they they get a little skittish about it too. It's like they're behind a bar, and uh, you don't actually see you just see Wolverine pop up and smoke a cigar. I it's kind of funny, you know. You see like like no like Marvel and DC don't want to lose, you know. Like there's a little competitiveness in some of this where like. Batman and, and Captain America, like, they don't really have a winner or a loser. They just kind of get washed away in a sewer, you know? Um, like, it, I think Superman Hulk is maybe the most decisive of any of these, where, like, Superman gets a win, quote-unquote. But I kills guess they actually... Hulk. yeah. Yeah, Someone yeah. finally kills the Hulk, yeah. But I think they actually drew both outcomes, 
Um, so you actually, I think you could probably find this. There's a Hulk winning over Superman version of the story as well. Oh, really? That that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, it's it's all just like who would win fan, you know, fans get to vote kind yeah. of like publicity stuff. Um, yeah, I think Charlotte's point. You know, the interactions can be fun. I think they could be visually stimulating. I don't think this book actually is. Uh, but unless it's like a Injustice or Marvel vs. Capcom style game, which I don't really even like those games. <laughs> like, I'm not that interested in this particular who would win kind of like fan argument. I don't know. That stuff's never yeah. really resonated with me, I have to say. I have a list here of notable comic crossovers. I would like to point out a few of the uh, more interesting ones mm-hmm. that I've pulled out of this list. Batman, Hellboy, and Starman combined into a two-issue mini. Have you not read that? No, I'm not. What do you mean? Have I not read that? I didn't know it existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's part of the it's part of the Starman compendiums. So if you've read, um, oh okay, I haven't. I've not read Starman. Yeah, yeah uh-uh. I haven't. It's, read it's pretty interesting. I think they find a Nazi base, which is you know what typically happens. Yeah, that's in very Hellboy. Yeah. Um, Batman '66 meets the Man from Uncle, which is pretty funny. Um, Star Trek and Green Lantern, which uh, is a very strange. Feels disrespectful uh, to <laughs> Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> Wait till you see the Star Trek uh, X Men where like Wolverine attacks Spock or something like that. Yeah, God, yeah. I mean, I think I saw a Star Trek like Doctor Who one in there too. Yeah. Uh, there's a Lumberjanes Gotham Academy crossover. Ooh. That that sounds very cute. Oh, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, that's from 2007 or 2017 rather. Um, and then <laughs> this is a really funny one from only a couple of years ago. Last year, two years ago, uh, Transformers and Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm reading the description here, which is really funny. Uh, Marty wakes up in a dystopic present where the Decepticons killed most of the Autobots and successfully conquered Earth, with Megatron having Biff Tannen as his second in command. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. And then Marty decides to trust Gigawatt, who's the DeLorean, I think, who's joined by Skills, another Cybertron disguised as Marty's skateboard. Also, the uh, the courthouse with the clock tower is also a Decepticon <laughs> from the end of the first movie. This is idiotic. <laughs> uh, I think the, there fun. was supposed to be a Transformers X Men crossover like two years ago, and they didn't do it. I that would be incredible if that was the original story for that, and they just swapped uh, time traveling X Men for the Back to the Future characters. There mm-hmm. are a absolute boatload of of x-men crossovers yeah during the 90s um because they, they it's not just dc stuff like the crossover with a bunch of the image characters yeah like you get x-men cyber force um probably a whole bunch of other ones that i'm wildcats i think at one point uh, i don't have the list in front of me but i know i've come across now some it's of those idw right like idw crosses over alien or transformers with literally everybody well, they don't have alien like, marvel does but uh now but they, they did. Uh, they did Transformers GI Joe, which is drawn by Tom Scioli, mm. which is actually a really great looking comic. Um, that one can be fun. But yeah, IDW became. They have been in the past, definitely, in just the house of the house of the licensed property. So a lot of the mm-hmm. well, oh. and at one point, at one point they were even doing like a a merged universe. I mean, it's called Revolution or something like that. I think they're off that now. But mm. um, they were kind of trying to combine, just like, hey, we have all these things. Let's. I mean, let's I think it. we can agree that nothing will ever beat uh, Fortnite X Marvel Nexus War. Which is like the best crossover that's ever existed. <laughs> well, I mean, the Fortnite crossovers, obviously, we're all really uh, invested in. Yeah. Whatever Have either of you actually read the DC one, the Fortnite DC? Mm-mm. No, I, yeah. I've only I know read it was like, like the one of the, the best stingers teasing then. the Marvel Fortnite crossovers and like some some Marvel issues, but I haven't read the actual crossovers with either yeah. DC or Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I have tried to play a little Fortnite, so I'm not, like, t- 
totally unfamiliar, but I'm I'm definitely not a fan or, or into it. Um, but all all I know is those the the DC stuff did incredibly well. Um, I don't know if that meant it read well, but people were, yeah. were no, I'm sure up. it didn't read well. The Fortnite universe is nothing except like uh, cross IP. See, you say like, that you say that, but then I don't know. Like sometimes you find these gems in. You know, I wouldn't have expected a Batman Elmer Fudd crossover would be as delightful as it is, right? Like, you no, I'm just saying, like the, the actual Fortnite universe has nothing to it. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't the, think the it intro did. video, the intro to video to Fortnite, like I played it, I don't know, nine months ago, a year ago, and it was like Master Chief, Terminator, uh, Thanos, like Stormtroopers. I feel like Kratos from God of War yeah, yeah, <laughs> was right. there, like. So it's one of those things where it was like plus mixed with all their own very like generic characters. Um, I, th- I think there really is like an actual of kind of story of like a post-apocalyptic thing in in Fortnite all, but like I don't. I mean, story story is very loose, but yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, I mean, there's an ongoing thing season to season in that. And I mean, it's it's incredible how well that works. You know how like Fortnite. In- I mean, it's so popular with kids. How it does introduce properties to children and get it in their brains. We were watching. Uh, I think we went to see Black Widow last summer in the um, the G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie had a trailer playing uh-huh. and there was a kid behind us who literally like the movie came up and about halfway through he went ah from Fortnite <laughs> and uh, like yeah yeah sure he knows who that is now like it's in his brain you know like it yeah it's that property placement really works yeah was well, yeah. like so if I'm you to think what's what's actually your favorite crossover example um, well, John what, Wick what and Fortnite mm-hmm. John Wick Fortnite for sure. Is, is that an actual Fortnite? thing? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it would be. Yeah. It is. Uh, and it's my favorite. I don't I don't know if there's ever been like one example of a, like the M of a Batman is is really good like other than that I don't know if Yeah, it's hard to beat that. An example that of, issue, a, of a crossover so like that that I really really like. And that, not on the like oh it's it's kind of dumb but fun level. Um I mean I I kind of like the 1976 uh, Superman Spider-Man. I think that was kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That that actually that, I didn't meant to bring this up, but that Elmer Fudd Batman issue is a good example of like another way I think this can really work, which is using um like smushing together characters that don't necessarily like not doing Daredevil and Batman and being like here's two grim, gritty street level heroes and sure. you know they naturally fit together. Find two things that don't fit together and then play with the like the dissonance in the fish out of water aspect right so like shoving elmer fudd into the most like super serious monologued uh batman comic and then you know like layering batman's aesthetic over elmer fudd is where the humor in that comes from yeah right right so like having that kind of uh smush together uh that that's also a really fun way to do it i don't know that i could read enough of like stilt man mongol (laughs) <laughs> like like take Stiltman and put him yeah. with like a power player you know or like Stiltman Dark yeah, Side sure. might be a little too like Stiltman on Apocalypse like there's there's some appeal there but I, I'm yeah thinking but I, not quite so powerful th- that's a good point yeah exactly yeah. but yeah just fish Stiltman. out of water or in this mm-hmm. case like fish way out of water right because it's fish above the water yeah, yeah. yeah. Fish I like than the water. Stiltman Slumberland crossover where like situation. he's the only one who can reach the height of the bed <laughs> <laughs> A lot of opportunity here. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, like, if, DC, you, if you had control over any IP you want, like, what's the crossover you would want to to see happen? Hmm. Okay, I, I have a... Uh, this is within Marvel, but I'm pitching it now. Stiltman uh, hanging out with the Celestials, pretending to be one of them, because he's just as tall as them. <laughs> and, uh, and just the whole <laughs> issue of good. him 
trying not to get caught as uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as yeah, not stiltsman the long <laughs> celestial that's pretty good <laughs> yeah amazing amazing charlotte do you have a, th- a thought um <laughs> that came to my mind when I, we were talking about fortnite um minecraft crossover crossover with like any marvel character that's <laughs> that's what what's what's marvel character is the most cubic uh, probably cubic, spelled with a K. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I realized what I was saying. It. <laughs> yeah, Minecraft with the cosmic cube. That's fun. That would actually be pretty appealing. So yeah. my crossover pick would be LeBron James Space Jam with. <laughs> um, who do I want to do him with? I mean, Stiltman is is obviously a go to for us. Also, incredibly tall would be great at basketball. Uh, how about with um, with the giant men, all the giant Ooh. men. That have Scott okay. Lang, um, the other ones I can't think of their name. I, I mean <laughs> Hank, obviously, but there's there's been there's been more. There's a whole giant in miniseries in the War of the Realms. All of them. That's the one I want to see. Get some, Does get, Minecraft get a, cross over with one. stuff, Charlotte? I don't think so. I, I know there are Minecraft comics, oh, well, but I don't think they've. Oh, yeah, I mean there are but, some like uh, like Ducktales maps, universe maps uh, for for Minecraft. Yeah, but like, huh? Oh, oh, uh, well, the the um, the villagers in Super Smash Brothers now. Yeah, <laughs> which is very yeah. funny. Oh, um, Ducktales, Fantastic Four. Ooh, but, well, yeah, I was gonna ooh, say, and uh, Zach, you're going to love this. Steven Universe X Men. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> we're talking now. We're now we're cooking. Yeah. Oh love yeah. Ducktales, Fantastic Four so, sounds extremely fun. Actually, I no. That. I want like Steven Universe and Batman, right? Like I want him counterposed to someone like very serious okay. and grim, okay. <laughs> and him like you know grabbing Batman's like cheeks and like trying to make him smile. I mean, <laughs> Steven Universe Punisher, the only way to tell a good <laughs> Punisher story. <laughs> it might be. I mean, I was gonna say, uh, Zach. It sounds like you're pitching the like Warner Bros. games with like Garnet and Batman fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want um, Steven Universe and Bayonetta now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> now I'm going off the deep end. <laughs> yep. See, so, you know, one that I actually so I've been reading a lot of uh, a lot of these lately is um, Criminal, Brubaker and Phillips, and that mm-hmm. Texas Blood, which is Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips. The, the mm, son of Sean Phillips. Uh, this is an image series that's been out over the last couple of years. Um, I've been reading it lately because I'm interviewing Chris Condon and the writer, and it's great. If you like the Brubaker Phillips vibe, the noir, um, but also want a little Southern fried with a little horror, that Texas Blood is super cool. But and and it, because you have the Sean Phillips Jacob Phillips family connection, um, merging those noir universes would actually make a ton of sense. And I know that's way less. Uh, familiar <laughs> than some of the stuff we've been talking about, but that would actually be a blast. Yeah. Did Did you ever read um, Revival, the Image series? Yeah, I like Revival a lot. Tim Seeley, Mike Norton. Yeah. Did you Did you see the Chew Revival crossover comic? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I have read it. Um, not it's very. I, weird. I like both of those series independently, and I like that it yeah. happened. But I actually don't love the the crossover. Like, no, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there was a, like. It's, it's a very. I mean, it's very strange. Actually, you know, it's a pretty good example i haven't read it yet um but the uh the batman bigby wolf crossover from fables that uh i mean i think it's just hitting dc universe infinite i think it's from last summer but i haven't read it yet although that is one of those like here's two things that are very similar so they fit together but but those are both the you know i feel like those are good properties that would i have a harder time with that like i just read um i just read darwin cook's ego batman ego graphic novel and there's a story there that he did that is batman and the spirit you know and batman's very much based on the spirit and i have a hard yeah. time with those types of crossovers because it's like 
it's just like, well, yeah, like yeah, it's two of the same ingredient. Like, yeah, not, I guess that's you're not adding unless anything new. Unless there's something like interesting being drawn there about the you know evolution of the character yeah. through contrast. You know, there's a Batman the Shadow one not that long ago that I think Riley Rossmo drew, which is like again, it's another same thing. It's like it's cool visually, but it's also like I don't know. It's kind of it's. I feel like both of those are just kind of like, hey, here's what Batman came from. Um, and it kind of just makes me want to check out the original source material. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're just yeah. listening, Christopher, at this point, but like there's a lock and key Sandman <laughs> yeah. one. That's came- well, that's literally what the appeal of this, yeah, no, uh, that's the, true. these comics is, is just listing it <laughs> and being like, oh, that's fun. That's true. But yeah, so. lock and key Sandman, which I mean, I'm not necessarily interested in because I don't what? like lock and key. But <laughs> Have you read those? I haven't read those, actually. I haven't. No. I've read lock and key. Oh, I, I haven't I mean, read I the crossover, but like I don't like lock and key, yeah. so maybe that's not for me. <gasps> you don't like Lock and Key either, Charlotte? Nah, sorry. I can't <laughs> believe you two haven't bought no, no, over no, this I'm, before. I don't like that comic either. Oh, okay. Hey, now we we outnumber Dave. Okay, I okay. think I think that comic kind of stinks. <laughs> Zach, did yeah. I ever tell you that? Uh, so Lock and Key, I had I had ranked incredibly highly. I reread it, and it's it's ranked less highly now, but I still I still mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, we recorded a video myself and John Galati back when we were doing these deep dive videos for CBH, and yeah. it was the last one we ever did. Lock and Key killed the series. <laughs> <laughs> because we were we were both so kind of like kind of down on it. It was the first one where like we didn't have a I lot of positive uh, things to say. Um, it, that's not I, the I'm reason why it ended, but you know, just I thought you'd appreciate that. Say, saying I do, thank you. Saying it stinks is like a little strong, but I I honestly Incredibly I don't understand strong. the uh, why it's so beloved. It's one of those comics where I'm like, it's okay. You can read you can read it, but it it also it's got that Mark Bagley like the faces. God, the faces in it. <laughs> not so Mark Bagley. Get out of town. No, it's got that same thing where he's got these like awful faces that are like big doughy, gooey eyes that just. Ugh. I hate looking at that comic. I just remember like <laughs> I think everyone feels like I they also have don't like Joe batch, Hill's writing, even if they don't, yeah. which is a weird thing to say. But uh-huh. that's, what <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great. <laughs> oh God, and it it's got that like it's got kind of the John Byrne thing where like adults and children all have the same exact face. Uh, yeah, it's that's just, like, true. They're not, and their heads are the same size. That's true. Yeah. Gabriel Rodriguez right, this is, slander. Let's bash Lock and Key for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, no. L- last speech for a crossover: People... uh, Nightmare Before Christmas yep. and Grant Morrison's Klaus. That I want to see. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Love it. Love it. Uh, how about Secret Wars nineteen eighty four and Jonathan Hickman's two thousand fourteen Secret, a seven issue miniseries <laughs> <laughs> with artist Ryan Bodenheim. Uh, that is not a good I mean, one. W- weren't uh, weren't Tom King and um, Danny Gates teasing some kind of like secret crisis thing a few 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 years ago, and like that was nothing? If they were, I don't remember it. I mean, Danny Gates was teasing like an Ultimate Universe thing for a long time. Um, yeah, which I still I still think they're actually I don't know I don't know why that hasn't happened. I'm I'm genuinely baffled why they haven't done that because I feel like that would get a lot of attention. Yeah. All right. I think we did it. This is 1996. This is the end. Uh, next just year, a, just be- to remind people, stick around until after the uh, the outro music, and I'll put on that, that bonus episode <laughs> yeah. I recorded last year. There's no way you're crossovered out, so stick around for the Patreon bonus. Um, but yeah, we'll be back with 1997 Part 1 next uh, next episode. That is going. 1997 is going to be our shortest year uh, in terms of parts and issues we cover um, since maybe the early 80s, maybe even longer than that. Uh, we're only doing yeah, two parts. We're doing it all in two parts, baby. Wild. And then we're launching yeah. into uh, okay. basically the Marvel Universe <clears throat> reboot. Now, we'll talk about this when we get there. I'm going to make the case that 1997 is the worst year of Marvel Comics of all time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there are some comics that we're going to talk about that are that are worth there, talking there about. Looks, there's some interesting looking stuff from 97. 
but again, because it's 20 issues, so you really pared it down. Mm-hmm. But I am psyched for 98, because there's a bunch of stuff that I know that I either like or I'm like very interested in reading. Yeah, uh, yeah. So hang with us. So like, hang with yeah. us through 97. 98's like, it feels like we're going to get some, you know, be revitalized in 1998. That's exactly it. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find support for the show over at patreon.com slash year. I'm Dave. You can find all my stuff at Comic Book Herald. You can find Charlotte tweeting from at MyMarvelousYear. Um, you can't find Zach. You cannot find him. You can try, but you won't do it. I'm in the Slack. I'm still in the Slack a lot. He's in the Slack. You can get the Slack <laughs> yeah. through the Patreon, patreon.com slash MyMarvelousYear. Mm-hmm. Music for the show is by Disaster Peace. Again, you can find all the issues that we're reading every week in the show notes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next year. See you see next, next year. year. We we spent over an hour on this. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, or Marvel vs. DC. Did you pick up on that, that it changes names per issue? We did, yeah. That's, yeah, that's that was really... funny. I'd, I'd heard, I, I don't know. Issue don't 1 know and 4 was... DC versus Marvel. Issues 2 and 3 yeah, are Marvel nope. versus DC, which is funny just to, like, that feels like a real, like, you know, the competition. Like, all right, well, I'm only going to do this if we get equal billing, and that also means right. the order, right? It can't just yeah. be DC first yeah. level play, which is... Yeah, funny. I think everyone I heard, just refers to it as DC versus. Marvel. I heard they did switch as far as like uh, who got the the payout for for the ones, and I, supposedly like they got it for the one that that their name started. But I don't know why they yeah. needed to switch switch the name to get the. It's weird that they wouldn't just like split it fifty fifty. I know. I know that is weird. That's strange. I don't know <laughs> if that's a true story or not. Yeah, it but. just might have been. I, I I should have done more like history on this because I'm sure it was probably an interesting time. Like gotten some context yeah. on this but i didn't uh, i got i i looked into a little oh, bit um, that you know the reason it happened was that it was right there around that that bubble um this is like right after spider-man clone saga and so mm-hmm. when they're you know throw in x-men and spider-man at fans like crazy to where the, the bubble finally bursts right and then they're trying to kind of last ditch save the comic industry and this was one of those efforts yeah okay that makes um, sense um, yeah yeah it's such an interesting okay so um, so why did you bring this one? What uh, what about this made you choose this comic? Are you did you read this before? Are you a fan or was this? I like, did, yeah. Okay. I read this as a kid, and you know, as a as a young person, this was a just awesome, you know, to have <laughs> DC and Marvel team up, um, and and the marketing of it just you know worked and and spoke straight to me. Uh, and from from you know the nostalgia is around the uh, just the whole '90s thing. Um, like can absolutely see it from like both lenses now you know of like simultaneously loving it and knowing that it's not a good story (laughs) you know but uh but uh aaron and i both kind of started got into comics with uh the death of superman arc Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i I read that when i was a teenager too yeah yeah so yeah this was this was a big so i i had never read this before somehow um but this was a big nostalgia trip for me because, uh, like you were saying, uh, Death of Superman and the Reign of the Superman um, was my intro into comics. It was bought for me in like a big omnibus by our mutual friend, Josh, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of like my first intro into comics and in like it would have been like 1998 or something like that, um, which was a few years after that happened. But like um, the artists on this, uh, Dan Jurgen specifically, mm-hmm. um, uh, was like the main artist and writer all through the death of Superman uh, and the reign of the Superman arc. Um, and like, so this was, it was, it's for me, it was like stepping back into like being, you know, fifth grade Aaron and being like, oh yeah, this yeah. is the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, now that you say that, I, I have read that um, death of Superman stuff a long time ago, like when I was like yeah. 14 or something. That was some of the first Superman comics I read too. And like, yeah, I can totally see that, that like same artist. Uh, I think the art yeah. here is actually pretty good overall. Like I think yeah, I like it, it pops. The characters look nice. Like everything looks fun yeah. and cartoony in a good way. I think the action sucks. <laughs> like yeah, the, oh, the yeah. drawing yeah. of the actions action is bad. Even if the characters yep. look good. Like for example, there's a the Silver Surfer and the Green Lantern are fighting, and it's this big mm-hmm. wind up. Green Lantern puts on this big armor. It looks awesome. And then it's the two of them just go together, and there's a panel that's just an explosion. <laughs> And then the next panel yeah. is Silver Surfer just standing over Green Lantern's unconscious body being like, I'm yeah, sorry yeah, it had yeah. to end this way. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. literally nothing happened except uh, that was so wild. an explosion Especially, that we didn't see. Yeah. 
it would, that, that was so weird to me, especially in a book that, like, you know, ostensibly is is that's the draw of it is the action of these characters fighting each other. Like, that's the draw for you know us as yeah. the young readers. <laughs> there were there were so many buildups like that yeah. for me that, um, and I'm sure we'll get into them. But like Wonder Woman versus Storm mm-hmm. was was hyped real big for you know like early on uh-huh. and didn't pay off. Dark Side versus Thanos hyped really big, didn't pay off. Um, so, but like, I think like you were saying the art, um, like almost all the big splash pages they did, mm-hmm. you know, to do the big two page spreads and even some of the one page spreads are just gorgeous. Yeah. yeah um, and like, I don't know if that's like, again, that might be the mis- nostalgia in me talking. Right. Cause like I see, you know, Superman with long hair and you know, that nineties look and I'm like, sign me up. Yeah. I don't know what's going <laughs> I don't know. on. I, I think sign there's something up. to like I they they're not the most like I don't know, like creatively laid out pages, but I think they, they have like yeah. a good um like all the characters look really nice. The colors pop. Yeah. Like yeah. they just it looks fun. This is kind of just like comic books and it's like most kind of childlike fun to me. Which yeah, you know what absolutely. like I had a lot of fun with this in a way in that regard, right? You know, like if I can I don't know, like, I'm still a human being. I, if you cut me, I bleed, right? If I see Thanos <laughs> versus Darkseid, or if I see uh, Wonder Woman well, picking up Thor's you, yeah. hammer, like, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get excited, right? Like, I can't, yeah, I can't okay. help but... That. I, something yeah. also I really like about this, compared to some of the other gimmicky comics we've read, like Secret Wars... Secret Wars has some of this, but, like, Contest of Champions, I think, is a good comparison, yeah. which is just, like, has this, you know, really gimmicky setup and then does nothing with it. This yeah. also <laughs> doesn't do a lot with it, but it has a few more, like, at least the ideas of, like, how to put the characters together is fun, even if when they get together there's not that much going yeah. on. Um, they have a lot of really fun little ideas, so, like... It, and they lean into weird, obscure characters that make it sound fun. It feels fun if you know this stuff, so, like, just right. one panel of Mole Man hanging out in Batman's cave when Batman's yeah. gone, or, uh... Right. The, I really like... Man Man Bat is a yes. is a sneak favorite of mine, mm-hmm. so... Uh, I didn't know I'm he was around that really. here. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of little stuff. The Living Tribunal plays a big role in this. Him and the Spectre are, uh, are big players, mm-hmm. and it's like, the Living Tribunal is not a big Marvel cosmic character. Like, I'm surprised they didn't have Galactus there, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. I think they were trying to, like, Spectre, in my memory, was a lot more prevalent in DC yeah. comics during the 90s. Yeah, Spectre, and so I think yeah. they were trying to find, you know, something analogous um, for uh, yeah. for that. So. Yeah. yeah. So, I would say you should read this comic, if for nothing else, than the final splash page of issue three which is one of the, like, most fun... Like, it's pure gimmick, but it's really fun, which is that the two universes get smooshed together and you get these amalgamations. Oh, yeah. Becoming of the Amalgam universe. I like that they... Absolutely. <laughs> the Amalgam yeah. universe. Um, and you get this page of, like, Captain America and Superman smooshed together. It's Batman with the Wolverine... Uh, yeah, Dark Claw. Yeah, Dark Claw, right. With He's got the claws, he's got the Wolverine uh, head gear on with bats coming out the side there's a bunch of little yeah. fun ones dr doom and um what's the big the guy who killed superman um doomsday yeah dr doom and doomsday which that it just looks dr. Doomsday. like the designs yeah. are really good and sharp i love craven yeah. craven mixing with cheetah is a really fun one um yeah and then the I don't know. green goblin and uh um oh my god what's his nightcrawler those are all yeah. those are all really good and then there's nothing know. with them in the next issue it immediately goes away so i think it was creeper and nightcrawler was night creeper Oh, was it? It, it looks like Green yeah. Goblin, but yeah, totally. I, I forget yeah. about Creeper. Creeper's yeah. not a well, character. Yeah, a DC and a Marvel. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to 
maybe if we have a minute later to kind of talk about what what they did with the amalgam stuff because yeah, it got got pretty wild. Yep. You want to yeah, go now? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're <laughs> not going to go beat by beat over the story for this one. I don't think. Okay. No, yeah. Well, I wanted to like so they did the three issues and then it was leap day. Um, they had a leap day that year, and I guess that historically, like a lot of times, comics like publishers will use that to be a little more experimental. And so they released 12 issues of Amalgam Comics on that day, and then four came out the next week. So um, uh, I don't remember all the original four. If you go to, a, a, like, Wikipedia, like, the list of Amalgam Comics characters, like, it's wild, like, how many characters they snuck into each issue. Uh, one of the wildest ones was Bullets and Bracelets, which was a character, like, Wonder Woman basically marries the Punisher, and they have a kid, and, like, Things get crazy. Like there's, there's just absurd mashups. Um, Wait, so in, it in used the these like smushed together characters? Yeah. In their own... so, so oh, I'm, they oh each my had God. their own number ones. Yeah, and they're all their own number ones. But it kind of like plopped them down and acted like they had a history and everything in this universe. Like it even, uh... it, it, it even referenced like previous comic issues that didn't exist within the amalgam um, yeah. universe. And they had like fake letter to the editors and everything in the back. There's 24 of issues ones. of this total. Um, yeah, yeah, they did 12, and then they did 12 more later. So. And, and, like, if you had fun with this, you should definitely check out some of the... I've read... At, I've actually read some of the Amalgam comics, but I've never read, like, this uh, any of this, like, this book. Yeah. Um, I've read Dark Claw. Um, I've... I accidentally read Doctor Strange Fate. Yeah, um, <laughs> so. Doctor Strange Fate was in the collection we had. It did one, two, three. I mean, Doctor some of these Strange look Fate like I don't four. care at all. Like Spider Boy yeah. team up. Like I don't care about Spider Man and Superboy. I'm assuming. Right. But no, then yeah. like uh, Magneto in the Magnet Men or uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, like it's the Metal Men. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Super Soldier. I'm curious about Super Soldier. Yeah, but that bullets and bracelets had like uh, like random characters like Granny Harkness amalgamed with uh Aga or, or granny goodness uh, amalgamed with agatha harkness Weird. So which, oh, so it's, just explore, so which is granny crazy because both, both of those are like slightly deep cuts for yeah for both yeah universes. i know yeah that's that was the thing is like if you look at the bullet point list of these it's just deep cut after deep cut oh. of, of mashups i'm gonna have to check is, some of those out that sounds fun and also I, well, I just googled some of them and i like that like bullets and bracelets uh the first two results on google are both the marvel.fandom.com and the dc.fandom.com Right, yeah, they, yeah, they get right. split between both of them. <laughs> yeah, big Titania instead of big Bertha. Yeah, or yeah. big Barda. I will. Rather. I will say that like a lot of them, kind of like the main book itself, don't pay off as much sure, as you want. The the fun part about it is that it, that exists. it exists. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, there's a there's a like slap together rationale for this happening that like is immediately forgettable. It's like two brothers. Uh, slash sisters slash, slash sexless slash everything in between don't does forget it say, did it, it say that? that i did not get it did, that. Yep. It did say that right. yeah <laughs> accidentally progressive maybe yeah no. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so they uh they it's like they both are i don't know the creators and rulers over both universes and they've been asleep and they're both waking up and now they're fighting over the two they're two universes but they also fighting. Yeah. are both universes at the same time yeah and then like some people on earth are like the shards that have fallen off of them and they are like yeah which is whatever at the point like the comic slightly tries to make you care about these men yeah like you spent too much time on it for sure yeah it kind of is just <laughs> like you have to you, you know what i was thinking with this was like i i was wishing this was one of those comics you could say it has no right to work as well as it does you know and it, it's it's not quite yeah. that it's about it works 
maybe a little better than you'd expect, but it's kind of like um yeah. like Marvel Zombies is one of those comics where you're just like yeah. it seems like a stupid gimmick, but like kinda of pays oh, off yeah, it, like absolutely. and it keeps yeah. going and it keeps finding new interest like that series has some legs and it uh Yeah, you know, for sure. It works better than you yeah. should. And I, I was kinda of hoping yeah. that this would be the case with this. And no, it's I think this not, one but... is more carried by the concept itself than anything else you know yeah. the, by the starting concept um it doesn't get much past that but it, it looks pretty and it moves quickly you know so like a lot can be forgiven because i sat and read all four yeah. of these in 15 minutes you know i just yeah, breezed right. right through them and like yeah that's pretty fun i mean you know some of a lot of the pairings feel uh feel pretty creative um a lot of them feel really obvious but like i like the uh you know namor versus submariner um yeah. oh i really Mormagill wouldn't yeah. I, yeah yeah no Mormagill it didn't turn out exactly i think Mormagill has specifically complained about this in the slack yeah. um the the joke <laughs> of oh, oh I, I just want to have one namor joke where namor is just like <laughs> something like you will not defeat the true scion of atlantis and aquaman's like yeah i've certainly done a lot of scion in atlantis <laughs> and namor's like huh, huh? <laughs> Excuse me, what? <laughs> like, yeah. it's so flabbergasted by that. Back. Which yeah. I don't know. Is that a is that a sex joke? Is that that's kind of how oh, I, I don't know. That's kind of how I took it. Question. Uh, yeah. But and then he drops away. <laughs> I think them. you. I think you take all jokes as sex. Jokes I don't know. Yeah. I, I've done a lot of sign <laughs> no. in Atlantis as a as an insult. I think I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jubilee and uh, Robin uh, are basically just like smooching their way through a fight. And like Robin, yeah, that, yeah. that would it was a little bit heartbreaking because they're like yeah. having this like touching moment. Yeah. You know, like hanging out in like Robin's bedroom, I think. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, well, I guess it's time to go fight, which <laughs> yeah. the fight goes about as long as you would expect it to. Which no, it's literally Robin one page. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the wild thing about this too is that. None of the fights last more than three pages. Yep. After all the hype yeah. and the build up, the Green Lantern you know, Silver Surfer one is literally two pages. Uh, yeah, yeah. Catman. Yeah. I mean, there's so many that they want to do, but you kind of have to go through them. Yeah. But I do like that Robin ties up Jubilee, and immediately is just like, "Are you okay? It's not too tight, is it?" And yeah, she's yeah, like, I know. "Yeah, no, you win. You're gonna untie me, right? Though." And he's like, <laughs> yeah, "Yeah, okay, not too. Yeah." <laughs> oh, uh, did uh, did you catch did you catch your two favorite characters uh, right before the? Uh, Taking uh, bets. Thor, Captain Marvel uh, fight? I don't know. Who do you mean? A bad boy who needs needs spanking made a cameo. No, and, what? And, <laughs> yeah. and his DC counterpart. How yeah. did you not catch that? Wait, the snapping kid? Yes. Yeah, snapper cards. So, you know, they, like, Thor and Captain Marvel have that fight in the carnival. Yeah, I'm going to find this. And, like, right before they start to fight, there's, like, this spread. Uh, a whole, like, page spread, I think. I, um, and there's two guys kind of in booze, and it says, place your bets, yeah. you know, and and one guy calls the other guy Rick, and then yeah. he goes, you know, he said, don't get excited, Snapper. Um, oh so yeah, it's I, I think and, I tuned out any time there were normal humans, because I assumed it was, like, one of these <laughs> gateway shard people that I was like, I don't yeah. care about this, and, like, I'm not here for this, so... Yeah. yeah. Oh They're yeah, you're right. Each other. Oh my god. <laughs> um, oh. I was, I'm very disappointed you missed that. Yeah, well, I didn't read it that close. The, uh, the... Another funny part of this is, like, so many of these characters, it's just like, hell yeah, classic Captain America. This is classic yeah. Storm, classic Wonder Woman. Like, they all look so right. Yeah. And then you get to Thor, and you're just like, oh my god, what is happening? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is exactly yeah. in that era of Thor, where he just looks the yeah. absolute dumbest. Um, yeah. Superman, yeah. you know, you can have that fu- I actually was thinking I have Superman's just hair right now. Like, yeah. him and I have the oh, same yeah. exact hair at the moment. No, not thick yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. That's yeah, <laughs> pretty thick. But like, so like for me, that is Superman's hair. Yeah, because you know, that's sure. where I started reading, and so it's like 
Superman with short hair is like, nah, it's not. As I, cool. I like that Give look. I, I think that's Superman. a fun. That's not like Thor, where I'm just like, oh, you're hard to look at for this whole time yeah. period, huh? Like, I, I like Superman's yeah. kind of mulledy look. Um, yeah. and then also the, you know, this is in the middle of spoilers for '90s Spider-Man comics. If you don't know about this, yeah. Uh, Ben Riley is here instead of Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I also well, like. And you can go. Says like, yeah, but you can just call me Peter Parker. And it's like, yeah. Wait, why would I? You can do that. Okay. One funny, funny thing. I don't know. You can put, you can take this out if it's too much spoiler, but so he was a clone as a Superboy, a clone of Superman. But at that time, Ben Riley thought he was the original. He didn't right. realize he was yeah, a clone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's good. So that was yeah, I forgot about that, the Superboy thing. Um, yeah, yeah, and they fought too. Spider-Man somehow beats Superboy yeah. by just, like, tying him up in some cables or something he, like that. He runs into, like, an electrical box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the weakest it. one is, like, Wonder Woman versus Storm, where Storm is just uh, like, uh, I'll strike you with lightning. And okay, Wonder Woman's and so, like, oh, oh end of issue, <laughs> End of issue two... So I, I actually did think it was pretty cool. So oh yeah, uh, oh, oh when when I mean, yes. when Captain Marvel Shazam was fighting Thor, so he turns into Billy Batson to escape that he's been pinned under this Ferris wheel, um, and so he turns into the little kid version. Uh, to get back, he has to call lightning down from the sky. So he says Shazam, and the lightning comes, but Thor throws his hammer to block the lightning, mm-hmm. but it kind of blows his hammer somewhere else because it's like alien lightning or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then and then it ends with. <clears throat> Uh, Wonder Woman goes to pick it up, and that issue ends with her picking it up and like getting mm-hmm. all. Which, yeah. which is a cool moment. Which like <laughs> I got hyped. Like I was yeah. reading it. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I'm oh, with you. Heck yeah. yeah! Yeah, that was I one would, of the like I, I can't three moments wait of like to see. All right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't deny this. Like yeah. I'm only human. And then and then another moment though of, of not no payoff. No payoff. She, yeah, she sets like, it okay. down because she's just like oh, I want to fight she's fairly, like, this and then puts it down. Not fair. I mean, which I appreciate that. Whatever, but I would rather see. You know, Thor, Wonder Woman fight. At least we got to see her in like awesome. the Thor costume for one, yeah. one or yeah. two panels. Yeah, I mean, if anyone, I am surprised that they actually didn't go with uh, Superman. But like, if anyone was going to pick up Thor's hammer, let it be Wonder. I think Woman. Superman, if I remember right, he picks it up in like the JLA um, Avengers crossover. Sure. Um, I think he gets gets a hold of it. And, he like, is on a list of people who later. have yeah. picked it up somewhere. One, I've seen it before. One other kind of history piece that I thought was kind of interesting was. Uh, so six of the fights were determined by the publishers and then five were determined by reader ballot mm. like they put it in the first issue they provided it to advanced comic stores where you could go to dc's aol page <laughs> and vote uh, and so that that was the reason that like the strange you know storm probably shouldn't have won that fight but but did sort of thing was that was one that the the fans voted on so i guess they then they had to figure out how to how to work that in and where like i guess wonder woman can't have the hammer anymore uh, but oh my God. another so, just to point out so you don't go to aol for this i just looked it up real quick you either mail in your ballot to Libertyville, yeah. Illinois, or you send an email, email. to to separate email addresses. If you want <laughs> Batman to win, you send it to DVM DC versus Marvel yeah. Batman at AOL.com. If you want Captain America yeah. to win, you send an email to MVD Captain yeah. Ver- Captam versus yeah. uh, AOL.com. And like, there's a whole list of yeah. ten email addresses here, and they just have ten yeah. email addresses. They're going to check totally out. just so they can pull them all up and see how many yeah. messengers are in each. I mean, how else are you going to do <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. That's so funny. Yeah. I think that might explain why, like, why, yeah, like, Spider-Man won. Like, obviously, Spider-Man sure. is wildly more popular yeah. than yeah, yeah. Superboy. Yeah, Nobody yeah. likes Superboy. Yeah. The, yeah. the other wild thing, though, about the reader ballot ones, which was the Superman vs. Hulk, Spider-Man vs. Superboy, Batman vs. Captain America, Wolverine vs. Lobo, and Storm vs. Wonder Woman were the ones that the fans uh, voted on, is that they actually, like, drew out the conclusions to each one because oh, they didn't really? know which one it was going to be. 
And like just in April, um, one of the one of the guys on Twitter posted uh, a Hulk versus Superman where the Hulk wins uh, page. Like uh, oh, it was just just a couple months ago. Oh, that's I so fun. See all of those. Yeah, that's the only one that was like published. But like that's that's the lame thing of like Wolverine and Lobo just having a majority of their fight off panel under the bar, mm-hmm. um, so that then there was there could be one panel of you know one of them standing up to, to see that they win. Wolverine, won, lazy, right? Maybe. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, imagine a world in which Lobo somehow Lobo might be my least favorite DC character besides Snapper yeah. Carl. Like I, I don't know that guy. <laughs> is that his name, Snapper Carl? I just I don't Carl, know. Snapper Carl. Yeah, I just yeah. discovered his existence like two months ago doing like my dc year research stuff and i was like immediately just like oh my god what the hell is going on like it's just some kid who's just like i'm the teenager hangs out with your group this is my thing i snap like it's just walking around snapping just yeah yeah he's he's incredible um yeah so i mean this is fun i don't know i like had a good time with this for what it was worth um yeah. Any uh, any other thoughts on this comic that you got? It was fun just to see like you know the random cameos and stuff in the background. It was mm-hmm. interesting like who didn't who wasn't in the foreground. Um, I was listening to somebody making the point that like you know where's Iron Man? He shows up I think on one page. Yeah, um, I didn't see him. Yeah, that is kind of strange. Oh, he, he merges with Steel he's in the right? amalgam. Yeah, uh, I think I see him here fighting he... alongside Steel in like a very nineties costume oh, okay. with gotcha. with all of his ribs or like ribs and abs are somehow visible through yeah. his suit. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. For Amalgam, he he gets m- mushed with the Green Lantern, and I think mm. there's the Iron Lantern or something. But oh yeah, uh, yeah, but but it was interesting. You know, it speaks to people were kind of talking about how we didn't have the same conceptualization of Iron Man before before MCU. You know, for it sure, wasn't necessarily yeah. as popular character. But uh, no, I think that that you know, like we said, that the main draw here is just like, can you believe that DC and Marvel like actually were able. <laughs> to come together at one point and do this and uh, it feels feels absurd you know and and just impossible in the current kind of comic climate um, and so it's just interesting to me as an oddity that exists yeah and totally. and is fun for for what it is not you know not in an objectively good sense but just in a nostalgia throwback like inner child squeeing sense right <laughs> so. yeah i it's fun i don't know i like um yeah. and i also i, I bet this sold like hotcakes too you know like i i bet this sold really well um yeah especially oh, yeah. since it didn't overstay its welcome like four issues is a nice like yeah yeah that was wild right yeah i mean i could have done with three i think they could have with what they did yeah. with it it probably could have been three you know i i yeah. could have done with more of this if they actually like uh, again it's a lot of like here's a fun idea that we don't it's like, i was saying the exact same thing about contest contested champions here's a fun idea that we don't have any like any way of fleshing out or making it like fun on right. any basis except for concept right so like yeah, right. J. jonah jameson being clark kent's boss at the newspaper yeah <laughs> it was awesome yeah. i also liked uh peter parker and uh lois lane uh, no, well that where he was hitting on her yep. and then clark shows up but also clark and peter were like sent out to work together and they're both trying to ditch each other so that they can change into their costumes yeah yeah, yeah. it's really funny yeah that's good yeah. That, that, there's some good moments like that that like reporter stuff was the only stuff that like actually the jokes actually landed for me in this some of some yeah. of those jokes were okay um I, so a lot of the stuff that i laughed at wasn't intentional i really liked when bullseye showed up in the bat cave and like was holding the knife to robin's head <laughs> and, and like he cuts robin's mask a little bit and for some reason batman just comes up to him and he's like 
at the end, he's like, make sure you have Alfred put antiseptic on that cut, Robin. Well, and plus, like, is this Robin's first cut that he's got? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you think we have been up for this? What a weird... <laughs> well, Robin just recently got a really bad infection because... <laughs> oh, yeah. So Batman just wants he's to... He's like, you remember this time. <laughs> one, thing, one thing that confused me was the Joker acts like he knows... Oh, yeah. yeah, the Joker's the totally beginning. nonchalant about this. He's just like... He's yeah. like, oh, it's you again. So that was one of, like, three or so that had already happened was Spider-Man and Superman, I think, had already met up twice. And then uh, there was a Spider-Man-Batman crossover as well, but it was, like, Peter Parker, actual Peter Parker, instead of Ben Riley who had done that. So Joker recognizes Spider-Man, but, but Ben doesn't know what he's talking about. That's why. Uh, and so. Superboy comes in with... Um doing like an over overhead shoulder press of a couple women in bikinis that's his introduction <laughs> yes, he's just yeah. like just uh benching benching women on the beach to impress yeah, other yeah. women i guess i don't know <laughs> and then his girlfriend which, gets very upset which yeah. like at the time that was pretty much what all the superboy comics were oh, yeah. yeah so it was just him <laughs> it being is that, that that's like just the absolute worst design like he's got a worse looking <laughs> spider-man Spider so superman funny. he's got like kind of the basic superman suit except he's got two belts on for some reason two leather yeah. belts and that leather jacket <laughs> dumb haircut those sunglasses those little round sunglasses that the he wears single like yeah. gold so hoop earring <laughs> yeah 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 just uh just awful the other piece that i wish had actually gotten fleshed out a little more was the the montage that they did i think it was an issue two of just the random matchups between people who were dropping in like some of those i was like man i would much rather have seen some of those fights than the ones that we got like, like wolverine versus lobo yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah like batman versus batman was fighting venom mm -hmm. um, yeah i'm trying to think of what some of the other ones were but anyway it was it, it was a cool little montage oh captain america beat bane so, oh yeah, they, they threatened the cool. like the oh, nightfall. That's right. they, versus Captain. they did there the little is. reference yeah. of like him picking up Captain, like yeah. he was gonna snap him over his neck or his, his yeah. uh, knee rather. Yep. Yeah. Shazam was fighting Doom. Uh, Spider Man was fighting Man Bat on that part. I mean, yeah. the thing is, like when we say fighting, we mean that the two people were on the same page. Yeah, you know, yeah. Flex, flexing true. at one another, and, uh, and then yeah. <laughs> it moved on or showed that one of them is now unconscious. <laughs> that is like right. Yeah. The extent true. of these fights. Yeah. Yep. No Black oh, Panther. It's just a bummer. He he yeah. Yeah, he hadn't really made he his resurgence cool. with Christopher Priest yet, I guess. So. He's in the he's in Amalgam too. Uh, he gets he becomes Bronze Panther when he gets mixed with DC's Bronze Tiger. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> oh, I like Comrade Grodd. Yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah. Oh, Lobo. Hey, hey. We need to mention um, Lobo the Duck is is another yeah, number one. That that I was like, cool, cool, I guess. I don't know who's that for. <laughs> I am very interested. The Venn diagram of people who love both Lobo and yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, they're probably that probably is a big crossover. I uh, bet there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. The the one moment that really got me laughing um, the hardest was like near the end. I I guess it would be in in uh, book four um, when the Axel guy or Access or whatever Axel, he ends up, Asher, yeah, Axel. whatever he calls himself uh, when he's like trying to explain to Batman and Cap you know like what's been happening and like he's he's going on this explanation and Cap's only response is son do you realize we have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is just like, just like yeah uh, if your characters in the comic are saying like hey this is unintelligible exposition um, <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe use that as a that's what made me laugh is because that's exactly what I was thinking at the yeah. exact time. I was like oh I 
I I agree, Cap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I this almost puts uh, Secret Wars like makes me appreciate something about Secret Wars is that like it spent very little time wringing its hands about like the hows and whys of what was happening. It was just like yeah. you're really? here, you're on Battle World, fight, and then it was just them being on Battle World yeah. trying to figure out how to escape. But like it didn't spend tons of time. I mean, Secret Wars Two is what spent so much time getting into the Beyonder and what his deal is, but, like, Figure yeah, Wars 1 yeah. was just like, here's the premise, and then we're gonna spin with it. Do you wanna yeah. meet my cat? In my lap? Yes, we do. Hi, cat. What's cat's name? Caroline. She's mad. She doesn't Caroline. like being picked up. Oh. Oh. Um, Who does? I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it, it kind of made me chuckle the way that they ended it with, like, the two yeah. DC and Marvel, like, Oh, first of all, I told Aaron what made me laugh out loud is I went back and I was like, did it really say that? Because I was watching a thing on it and they were recapping it. And um, it says that, you know, the guys are trying to, I don't know, the two two god things are staring at each other. And it says that they stare at each other for centuries. <laughs> and that they just stand there looking at each other, not saying a word for centuries. And I think it even says they go on to staring at each other for yeah. billions of years. Mm-hmm. That they're just standing yes. there looking at yeah. each other. Well, that's like, and then, I mean, you get that in uh, kind of badly written books a lot. Where it's yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, the, uh, the two people look to each other and it's like 30 seconds passed in silence. And it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. think you really know how thirty second, how long 30 seconds is to like, for two time. people just oh, to look yeah. at each other without... Uh, yeah, that's true. Go uh, check out our, our podcast for your eyes episode of us staring into each other's eyes and see how... How long did we do that for? I think it was just like two minutes. But <laughs> yeah, it, was it felt like an eternity. Very, like the, very like centuries and then billions yeah. of eons passed. Yeah. So the, the two gods... Uh, or fight like they go to fight themselves which was a big bad thing apparently but they are then inspired by looking at the past of batman and captain america because yeah. like, and that's what batman not superman <laughs> like batman is yeah. kind of the i don't know maybe batman's conception is a little different now than it was but batman is often now the guy who's like oh yeah his soul's uh his soul's a little screwed up now right like, yeah yeah right. Versus superman. yeah, yeah. But that inspiration is what inspired them to stare into each other's eyes for, the book says, a billion, billion years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, after a billion, billion years, they look into each other's eyes and speak for the first time in recorded and unrecorded history and shake hands and say, you've done well. And it's the Marvel and DC um, you know, companies kind of congratulating each other on, on their accomplishments. Yeah. And that's, what, that's what brings everything back to normal. It's a fun little <laughs> meadow wing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, made me chuckle. Uh, yeah, so thank you, thank you for bringing this uh, very yeah. much, Kurt and uh, Aaron, for guest starring on. Well, I I guess honestly, thank you too for having me on your show. What was your What's the show called again? Yeah, oh, podcast for your eyes. You're gonna get the podcast for your eyes bump for sure. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, you're yes. gonna see a big influx. Yeah. yeah. So oh, normally no, our wait, podcast. Can I, just, uh, I actually was just looking through because I have way too many. Like I'm subscribed to way too many YouTube channels, and I was uh-huh. like just skimming down through the list, and I saw a podcast for your eyes, and I was like. Oh, what the hell is that? All right, well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> like I, I forgot what that was, and I was like, I wonder what that that show is. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Normally, our podcasts are for your eyes, but this this is a special edition that's for your ears. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. Did you read? But please don't unsubscribe because that would cut our viewership in half. Mm. So yes, yeah. I promise. I will not. Did you did you read the little biographies about the authors in the back? Uh. All, Not really, all you no. need, need to see here is real name Dan Jurgens. Other Korean aliases also answers to the name Daddy. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> forgot to tell you that I made this for you. Yeah. Oh, that's very sweet. Uh, Kurt is holding up a crudely cartoon <laughs> written piece of paper that says, "I love heart my daddy." <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. I appreciate You're it. Uh, I, I, 
it is very funny when I like <laughs> tell some people, not everyone, because some people <laughs> I can't explain to. But I'll tell like my little yeah. sister. I'm like, yeah. So like the pod, she's like, has the podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's like a bunch of you know, a bunch of guys my age who all call me daddy, right? And like. <laughs> um, and, and you know the other day we just all like posted selfies and talked about how handsome we all are and like you know, validated each other it's uh yeah it's very it strange. reminds me of uh, when i pretty early on when i was in the slack someone you know posted a video about like a, a adult cuddle club like a men's oh, club. Yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. That. yeah 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 and that's what the all posting selfies and like validating each other reminded yeah, me of it's no, like it this very is sweet. very good for everyone here yeah i, so, yeah. I appreciate it I think I suggested Cuddle Club for the name change, actually, on the channel. But yeah, it just we gotta take into account people who show up for the first time and <laughs> look yeah. at those. Not that, not that that's yeah, your responsibility. Yeah. But, no, that's your responsibility. Yeah. Um, we just get to complain about it. All right, well, thank you. <laughs> Very true. Thank you for showing. Thank you for bringing this. Thank you for your donation. And uh, yeah, thanks for having thanks us. For, yeah, I mean, thanks for being on the your own show. Yeah, thanks for being on our own, own show too. How do you sign off your show? Uh, we have a little tag at the end sometimes, but uh, we do. The, <laughs> I mean, on the videos themselves, but I don't know. That's that's not a real thing. All right. Well, hardly, I'll do. If you can tell. See you next <laughs> year. <laughs> See you next year. See you next year. This is Kurt and Aaron signing off. Signing. We we need to make sure to have a big visual element to it. Yeah. Signing off. So yeah. just imagine a graphic here. Yep.